Christian Parent Crazy World with Catherine Seegers is brought to you by Life Audio and is part of our Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. Welcome to Christian Parent Crazy World, the podcast that tackles tough topics to help you raise godly kids in an ungodly world. I'm your host, Katherine Seegers, and today's episode tackles this critical question. What should I expect when I battle in prayer? So this is the final episode in this little trilogy I have done on prayer. We need to have the proper expectations when we step out in prayer and the proper perspective. But before I get into that topic, I'm going to share a little news with you. You know, we we set out with the goal of this podcast being bi-weekly. I would I would actually love to do a weekly podcast. Would absolutely love to, but I, you know, have five kids and we homeschool and do all kinds of sports and a right for crosswalk and I believe in my blog and and well, you know, we've got all our church stuff too. That's a lot. And I know you guys have a lot on your plates too. We all all do. But the Lord has laid a new venture on my heart that really affects this podcast. I believe it's going to bless this podcast. God has opened the door for me to go back to school and earn another graduate degree in the field of Christian apologetics. Now, if you don't know what that is, apologetics is the field of study that defends the faith. It's not apologizing for the faith, as the name might seem to imply, but rather the word apologetics comes from the Latin term apologia, which means to mount a defense of your position. And in this application, it is a defense of the Christian faith. That is really what I do in this podcast. I mount a defense of the Christian position for you as parents and for your children so that you can help instruct them in the faith. And I also bring you topics that will help you learn how to fight for your kids, like this series I've been doing on prayer. C.S. Lewis was perhaps the greatest Christian apologist of the 20th century. He wrote books like Mere Christianity and, and Surprised by Joy, and of course, the Narnia Chronicles, which were not apologetic in nature, but brilliant, brilliant literature. I'm sure that you and your kids are probably familiar with those works of art. Francis Schaeffer, was another big apologist of that century. I've been going through his great work. It's called How Shall We Then Live with My Kids and Our Homeschool Curriculum. Thomas Aquinas, the great Christian philosopher and theologian, was probably uh, the quintessential apologist of all time. This is an apologetics podcast, and I'm trying to help you learn how to defend the faith for your kids, how to solidify their faith and your own, and how to fight for your kids' faith. And I want to serve you better by doing the hard work that I need to do in order to better defend the faith. And I know that starting this degree will help me help you to raise godly children. That's the goal. And I'd like to be, (laughs) I'd like to be very transparent with you here. I, I was terrified to do this master's degree in Christian apologetics, terrified, not because of the work or the difficulty that actually excites me because I'm a complete nerd, but I was terrified because like you, I'm juggling a lot. And I had convinced myself that I should wait another year and I I kept praying and seeking the Lord. And my husband, my amazing saintly husband looked at me and he said, Kath, there's never going to be a good time. (sighs) 
He is so right. I I felt like I needed to include this in this podcast because, first of all, I want you to know that I'm doing this work because I want to deliver a really valuable podcast for you guys. But more importantly, maybe you're contemplating something that you're scared to do and you think the timing is all wrong and maybe, maybe it isn't the right time. Believe me, I was totally open to that being God's answer. But if you're waiting for the time to seem right, you will be waiting forever. The time is right when God says it is right, not when you think it is right. Now, I'm taking this at a slow pace, one, one class at a time, so I might, be, <laughs> I might be earning this degree until the good Lord returns, but that's okay because I'm doing what he has called me to do. So my goal is to keep doing bi-weekly podcasts. Uh, you know, I may have some rough weeks due to this new venture or just my very full life in general. But I, I just want to let you guys know that this podcast is a huge priority in my life. I believe it's a calling from God. I am, I am so grateful for this opportunity and for you, my listeners, who keep tuning in to hear what the Lord has laid on my heart to share with you. You know, it's funny. I keep wanting to do this long schedule of podcast topics, and I, I have those schedules, but God keeps like changing my direction based on where he wants me to go. So I'm just listening to him intently and, and sharing what he lays on my heart. And I appreciate your prayers and your your grace as I, I try to juggle all of this. And know if there's ever like a little extra lag time between a couple of podcasts. I probably had a big paper exam due and, you know, I'm going to be back with you as soon as I possibly can. Now, in this episode, I want to wrap up this little series we've been doing on prayer with what I like to think of as a little prayer sandwich, like like a cookie sandwich. You know, I'm trying to cut back on my sweets, so I have a prayer cookie sandwich for you today, and it will not add to your calorie quota for the day, I promise. Score! So we're going to start off with the bottom layer, which is what we can expect when we step out in prayer. Then I'm going to give you some examples of how to use the scriptures to pray. Maybe you're wondering how to do that. I've given you a few scripture lists that are free resources on my website if you subscribe, and I'd love to show you how I pray with those scriptures. That is is the cream. Then the final wafer is the proper perspective we should have in prayer. I think this information and instruction is going to be very valuable to you. That's the plan. So let's get started. Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, we've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens. This remarkable book offers 365 imaginative ways to connect with your children in just five minutes each day with prompts like, who made you laugh today? Or what would you do if you had a tail? These simple questions open up a world of laughter, curiosity, and deeper connections. From dinner time to sleepy time, the Daily Family Conversation Starter is your key to creating memories that will last a lifetime. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of the Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. 
we have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Let's talk about the proper expectation that we should have when we battle for something in prayer. This is the bottom wafer in our cookie sandwich. Now, when you step out with God in prayer, when you go big with God and believe him for big things and you're you're praying for these things to happen with authority, like I talked to you about in the last couple of episodes, you need to expect opposition from the enemy. Let me tell you, in all the years I did women's ministry and small group ministry at my church, I have never faced more opposition than when I taught on prayer. No other subject, no other topic angers the enemy more. Why? Because prayer matters. Prayer changes things. Prayer changes history, your history, your kids' history, human history. Every single time that I am taught on prayer, I have come under tremendous attack, like all hell would break loose in my house. So I knew that when I was teaching on prayer with this this growing podcast audience, the enemy, he was going to come on hard. Now, I had some people praying for me as I stepped out with this this topic in this podcast. I have some prayer partners, and in retrospect, I probably should have been praying a little bit more. I want to be very transparent with you so you know what to expect. I'm not kidding. After I turned in my podcast on the four types of prayer that every believer should know, my first really big episode on prayer, and I had already recorded much of the next episode, I uploaded it at like 2 a.m. A few hours later, I woke up and I found that my computer hard drive had crashed. It died like completely, literally hours after uploading that podcast on prayer. I should have had it like another two to three years on that computer, but it is dead. It has gone the way of all broken and buried electronics. Coincidence? You tell me, maybe, maybe, but I I don't think so. And I'm not trying to find the devil behind every doorknob. I don't do that, but I have lived through and gained victory in some big battles, so I know what to expect. Don't let that discourage you. I am not letting it discourage me. That tells me that I'm doing something right, something effective spiritually. But I want to encourage you to pray prayers of protection over you, over your children, over your home. I live in Psalm 91. It's the psalm of protection. It's it's a psalm that says that God is going to give his angels charge over you. And with long life, he will satisfy you and show you his salvation. I love these scriptures. It's probably my favorite psalm. I have this psalm written over the doorpost of my home. Like, not the 
<laughs> not the whole psalm. It's quite long. But the word psalm and the number 91 is over my front door. I'm going to post a picture of it on Instagram and on Facebook. Please check it out on my Instagram page. And and by the way, why don't you subscribe there if you would? I would really appreciate that. That would be um, awesome. But I, I post some very unique little mini messages in that forum that, that, that will really bless you. And you can always correspond with me there on Facebook as well. But those promises in Psalm 91 bless all the comings and goings in my house. By the way, I'm going to do a whole episode on how to memorize scripture. I have a technique that I think you and your kids are just going to love. It it has helped me and my kids to learn large portions of scripture. All of Psalm 91 we committed to memory through this technique. So be looking for that. But as you step out in battle, praying for your kids or, or whatever battle you happen to be facing, be sure to pray prayers of protection over you and your family and expect opposition. Now, I'm going to walk you through how I pray through the scriptures. This is the sweet cream of this episode, and it is double stuffed, my friends. This is the good stuff. Now, I I don't know if you've ever heard someone do this before, but praying through the scriptures is a critically important discipline for us as believers. Taking those promises in the Bible and, and applying them to our situation is how we battle for God's will to be fully realized here on earth in prayer. So I have a couple of lists of scripture on my website, and I'm going to keep creating those and adding those as well, uh, to pray over different situations. Like I said, they're they're free. All you have to do is subscribe. And a couple of episodes ago, I, I talked about a set of scripture as I had put together uh, to pray over children who are not walking with the Lord. Those scriptures, by the way, are appropriate for anyone you know who is not walking with the Lord. I am personally praying for about like half a dozen people I know right now to come to the Lord, and I love to pray some of those scriptures over them. One of my favorite scriptures is Jeremiah 24, 7. It says, I just love this. It's just hear the heart of the Lord in this. I will give them a heart to know me, that I am the Lord. They will be my people, and I will be their God, for they will return to me. With all their heart. This is the heart of God for lost people. So two of the people on my list happen to be named Stephen. So I pray, Father, give Stephen a heart to know you. That you are the Lord. I pray that Stephen will become your son. And you will become his father. And he will return to you with all of his heart. Another scripture that I love is is John 8, verses 31 through 32. In it, it, Jesus is saying, If you continue in my word and you are my disciples, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Well, Lord, uh, Stephen is not your disciple right now, but I know that you want him to be. Help him to come in alignment with your word. I pray that he would know the truth and that the truth would set him free. Another section of scripture I love to pray over lost friends and loved ones is 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 16 through 17. It says, but whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the spirit and wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Father, turn Stephen's eyes toward you. Take the veil away. I I, I rebuke that veil. I command it to be torn away. Restore Stephen's sight. Bring him freedom and transform him into your image. You see how that works? I'm taking the word and praying it over this person who I know God wants to be saved. 
How do I know that? Because first Peter chapter three, verse nine tells me that it is not God's will for any to perish. So I, I know that I am praying the will of God over Stephen. Now, I have a different set of scriptures I used when I was praying to conceive our fifth child. I shared that testimony with you in the last episode. There are so many good scriptures in that list to pray over over many situations. One of my favorite scriptures in that list is Exodus chapter 23, verses 25 and 26. It says that if we worship the Lord our God, his blessing will be on our food and water, and he will take sickness from us, and none will miscarry or be barren in our land, and he will give us a full lifespan. Now, when I was praying for a little girl to come, I would say, Father, I'm a worshiper. You are the Lord my God. Your word says that I will not miscarry or be barren. So I command my body to come in alignment with your word and produce this daughter, and she will not miscarry. I speak a full lifespan over both, both my daughter and me. This is also uh, a section of scripture I love to pray over people who are sick. I have a couple of friends right now, very, very close friends, who are battling cancer. One is named Wade. The other is named Shane. Shane just found out that he um, is battling cancer this week, this very week. And I speak these scriptures over them. I say, Father, both Wade and Shane are worshipers. You are their Lord. And now I know Wade is having trouble keeping some food down. I command his food to be blessed in the name of Jesus and to stay down and to nourish his body. And I command the sickness to be taken from Wade's body and from Shane's body. And I speak a full lifespan over both Wade and Shane in the name of Jesus, in Jesus' name. That is how I pray the scriptures into these situations. And let me just add, some people love to say, well, that is a scripture from the Old Testament for the, for the nation of Israel. Well, Galatians chapter 3 verse 29 says, And now that you belong to Christ, you are the true children of Abraham. You are his heirs, and God's promise to Abraham belongs to you. So I believe that we have every right to claim these promises as ours if we are in Christ Jesus. One final note in this section. What we are doing in this type of prayer and intercession is entering a courtroom. A heavenly courtroom. God is the judge. And we've been told in scripture that the enemy loves to steal, kill, and destroy. That is what he does. That is his nature. And he will steal, kill, and destroy if we let him. What we need to do is haul the enemy into that heavenly courtroom and stand before the judge and say respectfully, but with authority, Heavenly Father, Righteous judge, the thief has trespassed on my territory. He has brought sickness and destruction. He has tried to steal things and therefore he has trespassed on your territory because I am your child. I implore you to take action against my enemy. I insist that your righteousness and your justice will prevail in my situation. I insist that your promises will be true in my life. And I insist that the enemy pay restitution. Make him pay. Who? Sorry. Man, I, yeah, that's how I, I deal with intercession. You got to become your own lawyer in prayer. Know the word. Know your rights as a child of the Most High God. Know his promises to you and insist on them in prayer. Insist that those promises will be realized in your life and the lives of those you love. I cannot stress this enough. Your rights as a child of God will not come to you automatically. 
because we have an enemy who is trying to steal them. So you have to fight for them. Now, finally, I want to give you the proper perspective that we should have in prayer. This is the top wafer in our cookie sandwich. It covers everything we do in prayer. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Not every battle I have fought in prayer has gone the way I wanted it to. Moving into authoritative, commanding prayer, praying in the imperative, like I, like I talked about in the last two episodes, it is not a formula. You can't just apply some formula and get a magical outcome. As I said, this is not name it, claim it theology. God is not a genie in a bottle who does what we say. We are his servants. And what we need to do in prayer is speak forth his will, not our own. You know, in scripture, the disciples noticed that when that when Jesus prayed, miracles happened. And they were like, uh, you know, that, that doesn't happen when I pray. Why is that? And so they very wisely asked Jesus to teach them how to pray. That is when Jesus gives them the Lord's Prayer. And part of that prayer says, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The kind of prayer that sees miracles happen here on earth occurs when we get so close to God that we ascertain his will, and then we boldly battle for his will to be fully realized here on earth in prayer. Because we have opposition, and we must overcome that opposition. But let me be perfectly candid. Not everything I have prayed for in this life has come to pass the way I hoped it would, the way I prayed it would, or even believed it would. I have prayed commanding, authoritative prayers that have left me scratching my head. Some have left me in gut-wrenching pain and confusion. And I don't, I don't want to lie. I don't want to leave you with the wrong impression. I don't always ascertain the will of God perfectly or understand what he is trying to do. And, and sometimes his will is not fully realized here on earth because the will of other people comes into play. It, it is not God's will that anyone should perish without knowing him. And yet we know that some do. Yeah, I've lost, I've lost some good friends in this life. Friends who went to the other side far too early, in my opinion. I, I had one such friend. Her name was Susan. She was a homeschooling mother with five kids. Loved the Lord with all of her heart, full of faith. One day she asked me to be on her prayer team. She had cancer. And I, along with a lot of other people, prayed for Susan faithfully every single day for over a year. My whole family prayed and, and fasted. It was, it was unfathomable to me that Susan could die. And Susan left this life far too early for me. She is with, she is with Jesus now. I wrote a piece. Um, it's called God is Good. But this isn't, which was published by Encourage. It's an online site, and it was also put in their devotional book. Uh, it's called Take Heart, 100 Devotions to Seeing God When Life's Not Okay. And I, I also recorded that devotional in a blogcast on my site. I'm going to put all those links in the notes section for you. But I warn you, <laughs> I grapple with some heartache and gut-wrenching questions in that piece. And in that recording, uh, 
I think maybe you could relate to it. Like I said, sometimes we we don't fully understand God's will, and sometimes the will of others comes into play, and sometimes we just don't know. In short, I don't know why sometimes our prayers aren't answered the way we hoped and believed they would be. I think I think we don't see the full picture, God's picture. You know, Jesus kept telling the disciples that he was going to die, and, and they didn't get it. They, they thought that he was just going to set up this earthly kingdom here, but that wasn't God's plan. God's plan involved a death and a, a burial and suffering and dashed hopes and dreams. But it also involved a resurrection and a redemption and eternal salvation for all. God's plan was bigger than what they could see. The outcome was so much greater than they could imagine. Evangeline Faith, my promised child who I told you all about in the last episode, she came to live with us here on earth because we battled for her in prayer. But my sweet and precious hope, the child we lost, is with Jesus in heaven. Death brings life. That is the story of our faith. Here's what I've determined when it comes to prayer. Here is my perspective. Whatever happens in this life, it won't happen because I I didn't pray with faith. And whatever doesn't happen in this life, it, it won't fail to happen because I didn't pray with faith. Because I didn't fight. Because I didn't take the authority that God has given me, those keys, and use them to speak forth what I believe is his will here on earth. Do I know his will perfectly? No, I don't. And I may get it wrong, and I have gotten it wrong, but that's okay I will pray what I believe his will to be, and I will pray with authority in the imperative, commanding his will to be done here on earth as I believe it is in heaven. Not my will, his will. And if I heard him wrong, I trust that he will make it right, and he will help me to see clearly as I humbly ask him to change my perspective and make it like his. And I may have some big disappointments in life by praying that way. I have. But I'm going to have some impossible victories, some incredible miracles. I know that for a fact because two of those miracles live in my house. Here's the bottom line when it comes to prayer. Here's my perspective. My faith is not in a certain outcome. My faith is in God regardless of the outcome. I need to repeat that if you don't hear anything else in this episode. Hear this. Our faith in prayer must not be in a certain outcome. Now, now we may be praying for a particular outcome. We should be. But our faith must not be in a particular outcome. Our faith must be in God regardless of the outcome. Here is what we know in faith, that God will cause all things to work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. That is Romans eight twenty eight, And you can take that promise to the spiritual bank. It will not fail you. But we have to first be sure that we love him. And second, that we are called according to his purpose, not our own. So here's my conclusion. As parents, we need to get super close to God 
And we need to step into the imperative and use our God-given authority to speak forth God's will, not our will, but what God's will is into our children's lives and into our lives and into our families. Let's grow up. Let's mature. Let's use our keys, the keys that God has given us. Let's, let's pray commanding, authoritative prayers. But our faith is not in a particular outcome. Our faith is in God regardless of the outcome, knowing that he causes all things to work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. I want to thank you for joining me today. Look, I know there are a lot of things you could be listening to right now, and I really appreciate that you took this time to spend with me. I hope you will join me for my next podcast when we take aim at some aspect of our culture that threatens to derail our parenting and steal our kids' faith. If you enjoyed this episode of Christian Parent Crazy World, would you consider telling a friend and and sharing it on social media and giving it a good review? That would be so great. Oh, Oh, and I know, maybe you could put a Christian Parent Crazy World flyer in your next church bulletin. I mean, you might want to ask the pastor first, but, you know, just a thought. Uh, And be sure to check out my website, which is katherineseegers.com. That's Catherine with a C. I have lots of articles and resources there that will help you on your parenting journey. And if you subscribe, I will be sure to send you some really cool free stuff and notify you of future podcasts, articles, and blogs. I want to end this and every episode with a word of encouragement. God gave you your kids, your specific kids for a reason. That's because you hold the key to unlocking who God created them to be. We'll see you next time. Christian Parent Crazy World is a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. To hear more from Catherine Seegers, visit her site, katherineseegers.com If you enjoyed this episode, would you take a minute and leave us a rating and review in your podcast app? It really does help us connect to more listeners like you. A special thanks to Kelly Gibbons, Stephen Sanders, and Stephen McGarvey for their production and editing on this episode. You can find more podcasts like this over at lifeaudio.com Hello, my name is Adam Comer. And I'm Ryan Chittister. And we're the host of Life After Addiction Podcast. If you or someone you love struggles with addiction, check us out, Life After Addiction Podcast, and you can subscribe at lifeaudio.com.